You're listening to the teaching ministry of Houston's First Baptist Church, a relevant biblical community. For more information, visit houstonsfirst.org. Welcome to 2023. It sounds like the Jetsons should be flying around somewhere with 2023 of all that is going. I want you to turn, if you will, to Psalm 34 is where we're going to be. We're going to look at Psalm 34. We'll be back in Romans next week, looking at Romans chapter 9, and that'll be a great time kicking off. Good question series is what we're going to have. And so as you're turning there, I want to tell you a little bit about something on Christmas. We did something a little bit different on Christmas. It fell on a Sunday. Sunday this year. First of all, we had about 12 Christmas Eve services with thousands and thousands of people, which is great, just 24 hours prior. But we decided to do something a little bit different. Kainos has been our Greek word, a new, it means new, and that's been our theme. So we wanted to do something a little bit kainos, because 2016, when it was Christmas Day, we dropped by 85% having on-campus worship. So we dropped by 85%. So we said, let's do something different. So we were on TV and we were online on Christmas Day. And I want you to know that we had over 40,000 people connect with us on TV and online. Can we just cheer for that? Digital family as well. So we grew from the last Christmas Sunday to this Christmas Sunday by 4,000% is how much we grew by which is absolutely incredible. Now, if you're wondering what we're gonna do on the next Christmas day that falls on a Sunday, well, let me just put you at rest. There's a leap year coming in the next Christmas day Sunday will be 2033 when it happens. So we're not planning just yet to figure it out, okay? But we are celebrating that it was an amazing Christmas Sunday. We were able to reach over 40,000 people, grew by 4,000%. So how amazing, God really blessed just doing something new and jumping out there to do that, which was great. We're gonna look into Psalm 34 and talking about New Year's and giving us some kind of New Year's things to resolve in our own hearts. You know, New Year's gets celebrated in a lot of different ways around, the world. I mean, most of us don't even make it to midnight, you know, so we celebrated at 10, but to be able to make it to midnight, however you do it, let me give you a couple around the world. If you were in Spain, you would celebrate New Year's by eating 12 grapes when it turned midnight at each chime, you would have to eat a grape. So it's like power eating, going fast to eat those 12 grapes. Now you go back in the history in 1909, the grape uh, uh, growers, they decided we want to sell more grapes. So they came up with this tradition to sell more grapes. So it always goes back to economics, right? Doesn't always goes back. In Denmark, your tradition would be to break a plate against a friend or neighbor's front door is what you would do. So it's like egg in a house, all right, is what it is. So you get the plate and you walk up to their front door and you slam the plate against the front door and it shatters. And the more plates you have broken at your front door, the more liked you are is how it works out. A little bit weird. Don't start that. Don't start that. If you were in Italy and you were in Naples, it would be out with the old. That's good. In with the new. That's good. But the way you'd symbolize it is you would take old things out of your house and you would take furniture and you would throw it out the door or throw it out the window and you would have your furniture getting thrown out. So I could just imagine husband and wives battling over which couch and sofa is going out the door, right? Not in my chair, honey. I love that chair. It's out the door, out with the old, in with the new. So that's what it would be like in Italy. And then to bring us back to the great state of Idaho in the United States, it would be a 400-pound potato drop is what it would be. 
They have what they call a glow-tato. It's not a real potato. It's a glow-tato somebody has made, and it's lit up and not dropping the ball in Times Square, but dropping a 400-pound potato would be how you would celebrate in Idaho. How boring it must be to live in Idaho, right? But that's what they do. And so they have a great time with that. So God bless them. We love America. Way to go, Idaho. How do you celebrate? Well, I submit to you as a believer in Christ that our celebration is a new resolve for the new year. It's saying, God, I wanna follow you closer. I wanna know you more. I wanna pray more. I wanna read my Bible more. I wanna walk with you more closely. If you're not a believer in Christ, then I hope that you would say, this is gonna be the year I'm gonna investigate the claims of Christ. I'm gonna turn to the book of John and I'm just gonna read a little bit. I'm gonna come to church. I'm gonna really ponder these things. I'm gonna read some things about this and I'm really gonna investigate the claims of Christ. What we want our year to be is to lay down the next 365 and say, God, we give it to you and we trust you with it and I wanna walk stronger and more closely with you this year. That's what we want. That's our desire to make that happen because here's the deal. There's gonna be a lot of both ands in your year. We're gonna have both joy and pain in this next year. We're gonna have both births that we celebrate and deaths that we grieve. We're gonna have both sunshine and rain, even today, already happened, right, in one day. We're going to have both good surprises and bad surprises. We're gonna have both moments that we trust in the sovereignty of God and times that we look at the, the value of our decisions, positive or negative. So there's gonna be a both and. So I wanna give you four both ands for 2023. I hope you'll take your listening guide and take some notes along with me as we jump into Psalm 34 and we look at four both ands and we get ready for what God's gonna do in this year. Now, in just a bit, I'm gonna give you a moment. We're gonna talk about the Daniel feast. We're gonna pull out our phones and do something with that. So get ready for that in a little bit. Here we go. Verse one, let's just start there. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be on my lips. Verse two, I will boast in the Lord and the humble will hear and be glad. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me and let us exalt his name together. Your first both and is found in Psalm chapter 34, verse one, and it's this, both bless and praise him in 2023. Both bless and praise him in 2023. Verse one says, and I will bless the Lord at all all times. The next part of the verse says, and I will praise, his praise will always be on my lips. So when do we do it? At all times. When do we do it? Always. It's a continuation. It's not, well, on Sundays. I will bless the Lord on Sundays and I'll praise him on Mondays and the rest of the week's mine. No, at all times, we're going to both bless and praise him in 2023. Now, I've always wondered, how do I bless the Lord? That's always been a, a weird phrase for me because I'm like, what do I, how do I bless God? I don't, I don't know how to bless God. And it's because I only had a partial definition of the word bless. Here's how most of us see the word bless. It's when we are acknowledging we've received excess, okay? So somebody gives us a compliment. We say, well, that was a blessing. Thank you. Someone does something nice for you. Say, well, man, that, you really blessed me by doing that. Someone sees your house or your car, or your job or, or whatever it is. And they say, wow, that's nice. You say, well, I'm just blessed, Right? It's I've gotten more than I deserve, more than I need, more than I require, and I'm blessed because I've gotten some excess. So that puts it for me to go, how do I give God excess? God's got everything. I mean, he doesn't need anything for me particularly, for sure. 
How do I bless God so that God goes, well, thanks, Greg, that really blessed me. I didn't have that. And I'm really grateful that you gave me more than I've ever had. Who'd have thought? Wow. You know, that's not going to happen. See, another definition of the word blessed is to pronounce holy. Something's blessed, it's pronounced holy. To extol, to say holiness, to glorify. So to bless the Lord is not to give God something that makes him go into the extra or the bonus. To bless the Lord is to declare God, you're holy. I believe you're holy. I trust in your holiness. Holiness, you're other. You're not human. You're not just an upscaled human. You are different. You are perfect. You are blameless. You are holy. How does the Lord's prayer start? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed, holy, be thy name, right? So holiness, I'm gonna bless the Lord this year, 2023, by saying at all times, you're holy, you're right, you're in charge, you're pure, you make no mistakes. I bless him at all times by declaring that he's holy. And not only that, there's praise is always on my lips, always on my lips. So at the office, when you speak to the staff, praise is on your lips. Students, when you speak to your teachers, praise is on your lips. That mean, praise the Lord, I got a 60. That's not what I'm saying. Can I have a curve? It's that your way about you is able to give praise to God and you're honoring God with your speech that we praise at all times, we praise God. We're always blessing him and we're always praising him and saying, Lord, I want to praise you at all times. Praise will always be on my lips. Now, a great way that we praise is through song. We just did that, all campuses, Siena, Cypress, downtown, Digital Family. We praise the Lord through song, but we praise him at all times through speaking as well. But praising him through song is one that I particularly just love. And you see all throughout the scriptures of praising God in song that we're singing to the Lord. It's awesome. We're a religion that sings. That's awesome. It's incredible. And so we sing this praise. I had a great illustration of this in my life. A couple weeks ago before New Year, my family and I, we got to go with 90 plus of our college students from campuses at Houston's First. We went to DFW area, to Fort Worth, to the Dickies Arena. And so it's this big arena where they're kind of like the Toyota Center for us. And so we go in there for a conference called Passion. And I've been numerous, numerous times, and our church has been a part of it since the beginning days, and, and me as well. It's a great, great conference. And so I got to go to Passion with 90 of our college students. And I just want to tell you how proud I am of our college students. They were so sweet. We we're in the lobby. We got there a little bit late. We didn't have time for dinner. And they said, here, do you want a pizza? And they gave our, our, our family a pizza. And so we're like eating in the car on the way to the conference. Just great. Just giving, sweet kids, worshipful. Got to see them at the hotel, see them at the conference. Great thing. And so I just, the praise through song was amazing. And I just pulled out my phone in this one part and I just filmed 10 to 11,000 college students. Are you worried about the next generation? 10 to 11,000 college students praising God. So I want you to see just a video clip from just my phone to be able to see the power of praise at all times.
that incredible? Let's cheer for the next generation. Man, students, we love you. We love students, all ages. They were getting after it with praise. Incredible. I was so encouraged to think about this, this verse, that praise will always be on my lips for these college students to be praising the Lord like that. And so as we were sitting there, I, I was just looking around, just watching and just in awe and participating as well, of course, but watching. And then I noticed a guy that was a security guard throughout all this time. I watched him long, long time. And I just noticed his response. And I was hoping that these folks that would be on staff there, that they'd see something different than the rodeo. They'd see something different than a concert. They'd see something different than a hockey game or a basketball game, that something would happen in their heart. And I wanna show you a picture after seeing those 11,000 college students. Look at the security guard. Just sitting on his phone, oblivious to everything going on. Let me ask you, which will you be in 2023? Will you be going after it with the Lord in praise and blessing? Or will you be on your phone, so to speak, just kind of bored with God, looking at other stuff? As for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. I'm gonna get after it this year and be praising God with everything. Now, I don't know the security God's heart and I'm not trying to draw judgment upon him at all. I just watched him for an hour or two type thing and to see it happening like that. And so I ask you, which one will you be? And let me ask you an even more convicting question. Which one were you 15 minutes ago when we were singing? Were you in? Because what you were 15 minutes ago is a great predictor of what you will be 15 days from now, unless you resolve and declare, I'm going to praise the Lord. And I'm telling you, we're going to get after it at our church. We're going to go for it here. I'm going for it in my heart. Sure, I'll be on my phone at different times, but not when it's time to praise the Lord like that. Let's go for it with everything we've got to praise Him. And which will we be in this spot? The first both and is to bless and praise Him in 2023. Let's look at the second both and. It's found in verse 2 and 3, and this is what it says. Verses two and three of Psalm 34. It's a Psalm of David escaping uh, some people coming after him in a pretty unusual way. But verse two, here's what it says. I will boast in the Lord and proclaim, or excuse me, I will boast in the Lord and the humble will hear and be glad. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me and let us exalt his name together. Now I want you to notice, let us exalt his name together. Our second one is both we're going to boast and proclaim in Him in 2023. So we're going to bless and praise, and we're also going to boast and proclaim. I will boast in the Lord, he says in verse 2. I will boast in the Lord, and the humble will hear and be glad. Now, have you ever watched an NFL game or a college football game and you saw somebody get an interception or they're running for that touchdown and the guy with the ball celebrates a yard too early? And he begins to kind of do his thing and he's doing his dance and he's got the ball out and he drops it and does maybe the Heisman back there, maybe a celebration. And then they say, play the replay. The coach is on the other side. They say, play the replay. And they find out that right before the line, the goal line, that the ball was dropped, the celebration, the boasting became about me. And they begin to boast too early and they didn't make it across the line. Let me tell you that you're not going to take it to the house with anybody but Jesus. 
If you're wanting to step into heaven and take it to the house, if you're wanting to cross the line of eternity, it's not gonna happen by things that you do. It's gonna happen by you and Jesus, Jesus really carrying you. He's not gonna drop you. If you put your trust and your faith in Christ alone for salvation, you trust in his death on the cross, you trust that his blood has forgiven you, you trust that he's the only way. But if you think the boast is gonna happen with you, it's not gonna happen. So he says, we're gonna boast in the Lord. Boasting is in who he is and what he does. What is boasting in the Lord? It's boasting in who he is, he's holy, and what he does, we give praise for that. Boasting in who he is and what he does. Let me show you Jeremiah chapter nine, verse 23. It gives it for us in the scripture. Here's what it says in Jeremiah chapter nine, verse 33. This is what the Lord says. The wise person should not boast in his wisdom, okay? The strong should not boast in his strength. The wealthy should not boast in his wealth, but the one who boasts should boast in this. Here it is, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord showing faithful love, justice, righteousness on the earth, for I delight in these things. This is the Lord's declaration. Do you see it? Don't boast in your riches. Don't boast in your plans. Don't boast in who you are. Don't boast in your own wisdom. Boast in the fact that he knows me, God's saying, and he understands what I do, that I do these things of faithful love and justice and righteousness, and these are the things I delight in. If we'll boast in who God is and what he delights in, that will make all the difference. Now, I drew something out for you at the end of verse three. Did you see it? It moves from individual pronouns to a collective program, pronoun. It moves from I to us. It moves from me to we. We've seen, I will praise the Lord. I will bless the Lord. His praise will be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. I'll proclaim in his greatness. And then in verse three, it says, proclaim the greatness of the Lord with me, invitation, and let us exalt his name together. You see it? It's now us together. What happened? that you and I are walking individually with God, but that we also are a part of something called the church. And we're gonna proclaim him together. We're going to do this together. We are excited about, yes, individual walk with God, but also joining together. So digital family, come back on campus. Be a part this year for all of us of being committed to church and letting God do his work through you. No matter what the sports schedule is, God's more important and allowing God to draw us together as us. So how are we as a church going to boast and proclaim him? Let me give you a couple words here and we'll keep on moving. We are what we call a relevant biblical community. I want you to say those three words with me, ready? All campuses, one, two, three, relevant biblical community. One more time, relevant biblical community. We want you to walk here into church and we want you to go, man, this church is rocking in 2023. We don't want you to walk in and go, man, I bet in 1953, this place was something. And it was, but that we would be relevant to today to minister to our own lives that are happening today. We wanna be biblical. You will never, I promise you never, hear me ever teach and not say, turn in your Bibles because we're gonna always look in the word of God. And we're gonna be a relevant biblical community I love you, you love me, we're in Bible studies together, like Bible studies, we care for one another, we, you get sick, we help you, you, you get sick, you help, or you're, you're well and somebody else is sick, you help them, and there's a community. We don't wanna be a relevant biblical clique, we don't wanna be a relevant biblical country club, 
We don't want to be a relevant biblical corporation. We want to be a relevant biblical community together. I love you. You love me. We need each other. And we're going to do that through a strategy of gather your hearts, grow your souls, and give your lives. Next three words, let me give them to you and we'll say them all together. The count of three, let's say gather, grow, give. One, two, three. Gather, grow, give. One more time. Gather, grow, give. Gather our hearts is what we do in in large settings like a worship service or a big event. Grow our souls is what we do in life Bible study and discipleship classes. And give our lives of giving our time, our treasure, and our talents to the work of the Lord. So if all you do is come to the gathering, I would encourage you this year to think about how you can grow your soul as well. And if you're gathering and grow your soul, then give your life and you'll end up with a three-legged stool that will have great balance and great stability. If you just have one pogo stick, it's not gonna work. So put that whole thing together. So that's how we're gonna join together us as a relevant biblical community, gathering our hearts, growing our souls and giving our lives and letting God do his work through us. The third both and is that found in verses four through seven. I sought the Lord... And he answered me and rescued me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. See, believers have radiant joy, not blushing on their face with sin. Their faces will never be ashamed. Verse six, this poor man, that's not just monetary. That could be emotionally. That could be spiritually. That could be relationally. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles How cool is that? The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues him. Our third both and is this, both seek and trust in him. Both seek and trust in him. It said, I sought the Lord in verse four. And then it says that the Lord encamped around him and rescued him in verse seven, that he trusted in the Lord as well. The poor man cried out and trusted in the Lord. So the first thing is we're going to seek and trust him in 2023. Now, when it says that they looked at him and their faces were radiant, the Hebrew of that would be this, that they paid attention to him. That's what happens, right? You're paying attention to God. You're paying attention to God with hands up and hearts up and faces up and singing praise. You're not paying attention to God by letting everybody do that without you. Are we paying attention to God? Well, one great way to pay attention to God is prayer. That's how we really seek Him, isn't it? We pray. We seek the Lord in prayer. That's a, that's a, a pillar in the Christian faith is prayer. That makes sense to us, I think. Now, I have never met a believer in Christ that says, you know, I, I, last year I just prayed too much. I just, I got this thing down. I just, I pray too much. We're always like, yeah, I need to pray more. Yeah, if I, I should have, I was too confident in that. And we're always like that. So we want to seek him in prayer. And I'm going to give us some action points now of how to do that, of how to seek him in prayer. I'm going to give you that in just a minute. We have been doing for six years what's called a Daniel fast as a church. Now, not everybody's jumped in with us, but thousands have. So for six years, for a week in January, we would commit to pray. We would basically eat vegetables, fruits, baked potatoes, nuts, no coffee, no caffeine, nothing but water for a week. It was hard, but we would use that to seek the Lord. And so if you're new to our church, you got here at the right time, okay? (laughs) Just consider yourself blessed. 
because year seven, we're gonna have a Daniel feast. Now I know in biblically, Daniel fasted, not feasted. We just felt it was help in the continuity of our understanding to call it the Daniel feast. So here's what we're gonna do is number one, we're gonna pray. And we're gonna pray for 24 hours a day for the next seven days. And so in just a minute, I'm gonna show you how you and I, I've already signed up for it, thousands before you signed up for it just in the previous service. I'm gonna show you how you sign up for a 15 minute prayer slot, 15 minutes. Do you have 15 minutes this week to pray? I bet you do. And I wanna encourage you to pray for a convenient slot, find a 15 minutes that works with your schedule and find a challenge spot to pray for. Challenge might be three in the morning. Challenge might be students that you pray at lunch and you leave the lunch table to go pray and that's your challenge spot. Or at work, you get up at three o'clock in the afternoon and you say, I'll be back in just a little bit and you go and you pray. I don't know what your challenge spot is. It could be a time of day. It could be a place of witness. I'm not sure. But we're gonna pray for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, thousands of us. And we're gonna give you all the materials to do that. We're gonna coach you right along to be able to do that. I'll show you that in a minute. That's the first thing we're gonna do. We're gonna seek the Lord in prayer. The second thing we're gonna do is we're gonna look at a different Old Testament feast every day of the week to see how it is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. We've put videos together, about two to six minutes that you'll watch that, a little devotional guide. We've got some scripture for you there. So you can look and you can see each day about a feast that would be able to, to go for it with that, which would be great. The third thing we're gonna do, which would be a lot of fun, this is on your own. We want you to feast this week. Parents, this is a great place with your kids. Everybody go to the coffee shop and everybody get your favorite drink. Go to the smoothie place and get your favorite smoothie and talk with your family and your kids or with your friends or whoever you're with and say, this is how good the Lord is. This is so great. Don't go to the bar and get your favorite drink, okay? Smoothie coffee shops, that's what we're promoting. Go to your favorite restaurant this week. Cook your favorite meal at home. Have your favorite dessert. Have your favorite appetizer and feast upon the goodness of God and go, wow, he's awesome. All week long, just do that. So prayer, will you sign up for a prayer time? Looking at the feasts of the Old Testament, number two, and then number three on your own, you just get after it. We even got recipes on, on our website to you can cook some stuff if you want to and feast upon the Lord. Now, let me show you how we're gonna do that. Everybody grab your phone, take your phone out. Students, no Instagram, okay? God is watching you. No Snapchat. Here we go. I want you to take your listening guide. We've got a QR code on your listening guide. We got it up on the screens as well. All campuses, if you don't know what a QR code is, then just, I don't know what to do with you. You're just gonna have to figure it out. Go to our website. Go to that QR code with your camera and I want you to hit that QR code and it's gonna pull up for you the webpage at our church of the Daniel Feast. And here's what it's gonna do. It's gonna give you very, right at the top, I'll show it to you, right at the top, prayer sign up email sign up, festivals of God. It's gonna give you all these devotionals. This is what you see. And you can sign up by clicking that prayer sign up and it'll give you a drop down menu that will tell you the day you choose, the time you choose, and we'll send you an email to remind you of that time period. Another email sign up, once you sign up for the email sign up, you'll get the daily devotional thoughts each day and we'll email it to you. So it'll hit right there in your inbox. Today, we want you to sign up for this. 
and pick your challenge spot and pick your convenient spot and go for it, okay? You, can you pay, pray longer than 15 minutes? Of course you can. Can you go after the Lord, uh, you know, more than just those two spots? Absolutely. Sign up for as many as you want. I'm signed up for at least one a day to spend time in prayer. And so just go for it and let God use something in your life as we seek the Lord and trust Him through prayer. Now, you can do that. As we're speaking, you can do that later. Let me tell you an illustration. One of my New Year's resolutions has been to clean out stuff at the house, okay? So I cleaned out my closet. I cleaned out some drawers. We've cleaned out, we went into the attic. And if you live in Houston, this is the time to go to your attic, not August. So we were in the attic and we were looking through stuff, cleaning out stuff, throwing stuff away. It's been up there forever. And I found in a box, I found my prayer guide from 1993 to 1996. And so I opened it up and I started flipping through the prayer guide, looking at this going, wow, what was I praying for? 1993, 2023, right? 30 years ago, what was I praying for? So I started looking through, I was like, oh man, I hadn't thought of that person in years. I hadn't thought about that thing. Man, I forgot about that. I wonder how that went on stuff. And I'd see answered prayers because what I do is I write down the prayer request, then I write down the date of what it was answered or what happened. And so I just started going through it and I got to 1996, January 8th, which is today. So what was I praying for? 1996, January 8th, this very day, what, 27 years ago. And my wife, Kelly, we celebrated our 25th anniversary this summer, wonderful blessing. And I looked here on January 1st, 19, January 8th, 1996, here's what I wrote down, Kelly's situation. <laughs> Ladies, are y'all blown away with how romantic I am? I mean, is that like, I mean, aren't you dreaming of some guy meeting you and you got that right outfit on and you look so cute and everything's great and he gets home and he can't stop thinking about you and he writes down your name and situation. That's what he writes down. Isn't that great? Awesome situation. Now here's the truth of it. 25 years later, Kelly probably wrote down like a month ago, Greg's situation is what she wrote down. But I wrote down Kelly's situation is what I wrote down. So that was the 8th, and then on the 12th, we had a date, January, for, uh, January the 12th, we went on a date, and I wrote down, we had a great time. So it's going well. <laughs> the situation is going well. <laughs> February 4th, so this is on the 8th that I wrote down situation. About uh, almost a month later, February 4th, I write down, we're official and it's great. Isn't that great? That was before social media official. It was just prayer guide official, right? <laughs> and so we were official, and I loved seeing this. This was great to see that I was praying about that and praying through that. And man, let me tell you what, what a blessing my wife is in my life. What a joy it is, how neat it is to look back to see us praying from the very beginning days of our relationship. Then I flipped to the next page as I connect, connected on one last one I want to share with you because it fits. So 2004, or excuse me, February 4th, 2-4, February 4th, which is the same day I said it's official and it's going well, I prayed Kelly to get well. So somehow it getting it official, she got sick. You know, I don't know what happened. So maybe it was a fog where she said, oh, what have I done? Uh, I've got a situation named Greg on my hands. So 
Kelly to get well. So she got well. We can see that. I got a check mark by it. So that worked. And the next thing I prayed for right underneath that was First Baptist Church Houston Talks for prepared hearts. I don't, I don't even really remember it. I, I guess I was a guest speaker on a Sunday to come and preach. And then in my, but here's the thing, when I wrote down the answer for it, it was June 30th. So I prayed about those messages for five months almost that God would use me. Now, how in the world would I know that I would one day be your pastor? But God was already planting those seeds as I was praying for prepared hearts. And then I wrote, in all my humility, you've seen how romantic I am. Now you hear how humble I am. I wrote down about the messages. They were incredible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fumble dropped at one yard line. Mom and dad came and were blown away. Now, you probably shouldn't pray like I pray, but I bet there's something in you a little bit that would love to look back and see how God answered some things in your life. And we've got an opportunity, church, to pray for 24 hours for these seven days to feast upon God and learn about the Old Testament feast and how Christ fulfilled them and to say, God, in this 2023, with the both ends of joys and pains, we want to give it to you. And it brings us to our fourth and final both and. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Both taste and see that the Lord is good. In the feast, look at what happens in verse 8. He's saying, I want you to look for yourself. Nobody can taste for you. Nobody can see for you. You have to do that individually. Taste and see, verse 8 that the Lord is good and how happy or blessed, some versions say, is the person who takes refuge in him. Taste and see. Two physical senses, to see and to taste, are an individual physical sense that you got to do on your own. I can't do it for you. I can't taste for you. I can't see for you. You got to do it on your own. And he says, taste and see. Put me to the test. Go for it with me. See how good Jesus is. See how good God is. See how wonderful it is. And in just a moment, we're going to taste and see with the Lord's Supper. We're going to taste the dryness of the wafer as we think about his death on the cross. We're going to have, as we pray to end, the taste of juice on our lips to think about his blood and this, how all the Lord's Supper symbolizes his death and burial and resurrection, his blood shed for us so that we can know him and to have eternity with him. And he could take us to the house and across the goal line for all of eternity. Taste and see. Here's your action point. Feast this week. Feast this week celebrate the Lord. Here's what I just want to say, and we're going to begin wrapping up in just a second. We often in Christianity discuss the sacrifices, and we should. I want us to lean into the just sincere blessings that you would almost glutton yourself on God. Not glutton yourself on queso, glutton yourself on God. And you say, wow, look how amazing he is. And that feasting will give you the strength to sacrifice because it's both and. We feast and we fast. We sacrifice and we celebrate. 
And biblical tension is found when we hold those two in our hands. So feast upon the Lord, number one, by a prayer slot or more. Number two, by looking at the Old Testament feast to see how Christ fulfilled them. And number three, by just actively as you go about this week, just celebrate the greatness of God through what you're eating and what you're drinking and what you're doing. And let that be an action tool. We've got online lots of downloads for kids, for parents to download for kids to use with your families. Amazing. Go for it and celebrate the goodness of God and taste and see. And here's what we're going to do. We are going to, in just a moment, we're going to all stand together. We're going to read out loud Psalm 34 that I just shared these eight verses. And then we're going to take the Lord's Supper together and we're going to sing a song and we're going to be dismissed in just a moment to feast upon the Lord. But later today, if you haven't already, sign up for the email so we can send you the devotionals. Sign up for the prayer thing so that we can say we're all praying and we're going for it with that. So ready? Here's what we're going to do. I want you to stand up with me and we're going to proclaim this. We're going to declare this. Let me tell you this. Charlie Brown's teacher is not here today. All right. We got no security guard hearts on the phone. When we say it, we're going to say it with everything we got because we just had it preached to us. You ready? Here we go. Psalm 34, verse 1. Here it is. We'll put it up on the screens. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and rescued me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How happy is the person who takes refuge in him. Can we just cheer for that? Come on. Yeah. With that on our hearts, with that on our lips, we go into 2023. And here's the deal. The first thing we're going to taste is going to be the Lord's Supper. Take a seat, if you would, right where you are. And if you would turn to the element side that has the wafer, the bread there, I'm going to turn to Matthew chapter 26. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're so invited to participate with us. If you're not a believer, you've never trusted in Christ to be your Savior, let this be an illustration of the gospel that He died for you. Matthew chapter 26, verse 26, if you'll prepare the bread side of your elements. Verse 26, it says this, as they were eating, Jesus took the bread. Take the bread. Here's a both and. Blessed and broken. And gave it to the disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body body of Christ broken for you and for me. His death on the cross, his broken body. 
And if you would take with reverence the juice side and prepare to receive the juice. Verse 27, it says, Then he took a cup, that's Jesus. After giving thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, the new covenant in the New Testament. That we can have a new relationship with God through Christ, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. But I tell you, I will not drink from the fruit of this vine from now until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. The blood of Christ shed for me and for you. Father, with the taste of the juice on our lips, let this be a place of tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. The dryness of the bread to symbolize your body broken. The sweetness of the vine to symbolize your blood and your forgiveness. And so, Lord, we pray that this year we would bless and praise, we'd boast and proclaim, we'd seek and we'd trust, and we'd taste and we'd see your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the teaching ministry of Houston's First Baptist Church. We invite you to worship with us at one of our four locations, at The Loop, Cypress, Downtown, or Siena. Follow us on social media or visit us online at houstonsfirst.org.